Hello, and welcome to episode 28 of the QuietMark podcast. I'm your host, Simon Gosling, CMO at QuietMark. And QuietMark is the independent global certification program associated with the UK Noise Abatement Society Charitable Foundation. Through scientific testing and assessment, QuietMark identifies the quietest products in multiple categories spanning many sectors, including home appliances and technology, building sector materials, and commercial sector products. When selecting products and materials for a building project, specifiers are increasingly looking to that manufacturer's sustainable credentials. The clients of those specifiers will have their own sustainable development goals that they want to achieve. So if they're creating a new office or processing plant or any type of new building, they'll want to make sure that the whole process is as sustainable as possible and that renewable forms of energy and materials have been used throughout. Last year, QuietMark launched its Acoustics Academy, a brand new platform to further equip and empower architects, builders, specifiers and designers with a guide to expertly verified leading acoustic solutions for every building application area. Of course, all the products listed on our Acoustics Academy have been verified by QuietMark for their acoustic and sound improving credentials. And in addition to seeking out sustainable products, we see an increasing trend in specifiers also looking for acoustic improving materials, mindful that when you improve the acoustics of a building, you also improve the well-being of the occupants within it. Certainly, in a recent episode, we heard Richard King from Sandy Brown, the UK's largest independent acoustic consultancy, saying that more and more of their projects were designed to achieve well certification. And as we heard in episode two of the QuietMark podcast from Ethan Bordeaux, the sound concept lead at Well, sound, along with light quality, air quality, thermal quality, is one of the 10 key concepts that make up the Well standard. Knowing that sustainability is of vital importance to the manufacturers whose products are listed on Acoustics Academy, we decided to make this episode Sustainable September, in which we're going to talk to a few companies whose products are on the Acoustics Academy and ask them what they do to make their manufacturing processes sustainable. Of course, sustainability focuses on meeting the needs of the present without compromising the ability of future generations to meet their needs. The concept of sustainability is composed of three pillars, economic, environmental and social also known informally as the three P's, profits, planet and people. Increasingly, companies are making public commitments to sustainability through actions like reducing waste, investing in renewable energy and supporting organisations that work towards a more sustainable future. Your company might be considering corporate sustainability initiatives but wondering just how hard it is to implement meaningful change in your organisation it can be helpful to have examples of corporate sustainability initiatives to look to for inspiration. And that's exactly what the online platform Products of Change does. I'm really delighted to be able to introduce Helena Mansell-Stofer to our Sustainable September episode of the QuietMark podcast. And Helena is the founder and CEO of Products of Change. Looking at their website, Products of Change succinctly describe themselves as a global educational hub aimed at driving sustainable change across consumer product markets and beyond. And to say a little bit about Helena on their Teams page, with a 20-year career in the licensing industry across media and lifestyle brands and a wealth of knowledge across all categories of retail, Helena, who was recently Director of Licensing at National Geographic UK, has been driving sustainable change for a number of years. She has successfully completed the University of Cambridge's course in Business Sustainability Management, as well as Circular Economic Business Practices from the Ellen MacArthur Foundation. Welcome to the show, Helena. 
Hello, and, and thanks for inviting me here today, Simon. It's totally fascinating the work that you're doing, so I'm really looking forward to our chat. Oh, I'm looking forward to it too. Um, when I looked at products of change, um, I looked at this hub that kind of, it seems to me, teaches people who want to be more sustainable how to become more sustainable. But that's my assumption. You're the founder and CEO. I'll ask you, what is Products of Change and how did it come into being? Yeah, well, you've kind of nailed it in a nutshell there. So we have a huge amount of educational content and research on there. But actually, the real core of Products of Change is how we learn together as industry. So there's some amazing people out there and some fantastic teams that are really pushing things forward. And then nicely, they're not keeping it to themselves. They're actually coming their share and their advancements, which means industry can kind of jump ahead, you know, rather than everybody having to go and figure out how to do things on their own. We were just a really nice, safe place for people to come together and talk about the journey that they want to go on and be really honest with the things that are really tough, um, but also share the things that have been easier for them to do. So that's what we are. Oh, wow. That sounds amazing. And, and how did you come up with the idea? Um, it, it just evolved really. So um, my last corporate role was at National Geographic and I've been in the brand and licensing industry for over 20 years, kind of coming on 25 now, but don't really want to talk about my age there. <laughs> and um, it's while I was at National Geographic and we're talking about a brand that's been around for 180 years. That was um, through it, the society side of the business was spending a huge amount of money on protecting and researching our, our beautiful planet. And um, I kind of was always aware of climate change, but didn't realise how directly I am connected to it, I suppose. Um, and it was there that I was thinking, well, actually, if I'm going to pull a consumer products programme together for such a wonderful brand, I can't just go out there and work with the partners that do the normal thing. I can't go and add to the problem. I need to figure out what partners are doing things a little bit differently and start to tell those stories of how we start to move things forward. So this was about five, five or six years ago. And what I was finding was at that time, a lot of the big businesses weren't really focusing on sustainability. It was something that there was one person that might sat in a team doing a little bit of corporate social stuff, but not really sustainability when it comes to how they produce. Um, but you had these amazing startups that were building a business, you know, for the circular economy from the very beginning. So it kind of just started as a movement where we're connecting those large business and smaller businesses together so they can learn from each other. Um, all the bigger business could give the smaller companies distribution. And then and it just grew, it just grew very quickly. And then I found myself in a position where I made a decision to move into a different role or actually to kind of really focus on products of change. So I decided to focus on products of change. Um, and then our membership really wanted um, a hub, a place, a library to house all of this great information we were sharing. And um, so that's kind of how the hub was birthed so it was really from what what the membership wanted um, and then we then turned into a membership organization to then pull some funds into it to help add more educational material add more webinars get some guests on do some research so it's just grown from there really and of course helena we were introduced to one another through a mutual friend john barry at max media mm. uh quite mark often appears in the pages of progressive housewares progressive electrical and he wrote to me yeah. saying uh I know Quiet Mark are very into sustainability. You need to meet my friend Helena. And he said that you were a sister partner of uh, Max Media Group. It's not quite that. Describe what's going on with them, if you wouldn't mind, please. Yeah, so when I started Products of Chains, Jackie Brown, who um, is one of the founders over at Max Media, um, she 
very much wanted to be part of the sustainability sustainability movement within the brand and licensing industry. And actually the card and gift industry was already starting to do a lot. So when it started out as a movement, Jackie was always there from the beginning. And then when I decided to focus on products of change full time, one element that actually is a group that we really wanted to do is educate ourselves. And so I created the Sustainability and Licensing Conference. And that's how I started partnering with them at Max because they're an amazing events company. The yeah. events that they put together are fantastic. I am not, I am just me, but with all this knowledge and these connections. So we partnered to bring the Sustainability and Licensing Conference to the market for the first year last year. It was meant to be physical, but obviously the pandemic made, made it digital. Mm-hmm which actually meant that we could actually get more people. So rather than having 250 people at the British Library, we actually got over 500 people come and join us digitally through a global audience, which is amazing. Brilliant. Advancing sustainable education within the industry. And then I thought that was a really nice experience and they're a fantastic team. And what I really wanted to do is start to share some of the great work that our members were doing. And so I really wanted to, to to have a newsletter and of course they are a media business so I spoke to Jackie and Ian and the team there and said actually how about we partner not just on the conference but why don't we partner on a newsletter and and actually they said we can do better than that why don't we actually um, fund the creation of the hub of, of the website so so they actually it was their involvement that actually brought what products are changes today um to life really to actually make sustainable change within the business, we've got to stop looking just at our business or just at one function or just at one material and actually look at the whole process, um, the whole life cycle process of that. So part of Products of Change, we have brand owners and licensors, we'll then have the manufacturers. We also work really closely with retail and we've got lots of creative agencies and supporting agencies of the industry that are part of that as well. because. The more that we learn together, the quicker we can advance things things forward. So we've started in the brand and licensing industry because that's where my heritage is. But actually, a lot of the things that we're putting in place are relevant for, for all industry. Okay, well, listeners, if you want to make a change, you need to head over to productsofchange.com. I got the URL right there, did I? Yay! <laughs> Excellent. Check out productsofchange.com. And Helena, thank you for taking a moment to come on the show today to tell us all about it. We wish you very well. Oh, no. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you. Our thanks to Helena Mansell-Stofer. As I said at the start of the show, I'm going to be speaking with a selection of brands whose products are quite mild certified and available on our Acoustics Academy. So I thought it would be a fun idea to start with the floors, then work our way up to the walls, the insulation, the furniture within a space, right up to the ceiling, sharing conversations with experts whose products are produced sustainably and improve the acoustics of the built environment. So starting with floors, we're going to be talking to Carding Design Flooring, who on quietmark.com say, at Carding Design Flooring, we see flooring differently. We travel the world to create simply beautiful floors you'll love for a lifetime. We're proud to achieve Quietmark certification for our Corelock and Paleo Core ranges, which feature our best acoustic performance, significantly reducing noise transfer to rooms below. So it gives me great pleasure to introduce to the show Fleur Carson, Commercial Sales Director at Cardine Design Flooring. Welcome to the show, Fleur. 
Thank you very much, Simon. It's a pleasure to be here. What do you produce and how does sustainability feature in your manufacturing process? So Dean is a family-owned business. We were founded almost 48 years ago and we're based in Evesham in Worcestershire. We manufacture luxury vinyl tiles, so that's LVTs for short, for commercial and residential markets. Creating beautiful floors that our customers will love for a lifetime really has been at the heart of our being. And we do this by absorbing inspiration from the natural world around us, putting time, love and effort into its faithful replication by combining the original features of the product with state-of-the-art technologies. And this helps us produce some very unique floor designs. So today we operate in the commercial retail and trade arenas and offer flexible product formats for our customers, whether they be architects, designers, end users, developers, retailers, savvy DIYers or homeowners. There's something there for everyone, whether it's a glue down product, which is the more traditional fixing type. And that really does give you endless design possibilities. But then we also have loose late and rigid core products as well. And each one provides a different solution to a very specific set of needs, whether it's acoustics, safety, minimal subfloor preparation, speedy installation, reuse, so on and so forth. Do you uh, have certifications which verify the sustainability of its manufacturing? Yes, we do. Importantly, we start off with the biggie, which is ISO 14001. So we have that across the business, in the manufacturing sites, um, and in the administrative buildings as well. I mean, it's an all-encompassing environmental management system, um, and and we we operate according to that. Um, We have 9001 as well. We have EPDs for all of our products. So those are the environmental product declarations. They're very interesting. They, uh, they, they, they really document um, a product from beginning to end, going from raw materials, usage, um, the way that the product is constructed, um, how it's maintained throughout the course of its life, uh, and, and what the end of life options are as well. So it's a very holistic complete life cycle assessment of a product. Um, And I think increasingly, um, specifiers of of all types, that will become their go-to to to, to really familiarise themselves with with their their product choices. Now, EPDs are lengthy documents. Mm -hmm. They're really quite technical um, in in lots of ways, uh, lots of metrics that I can't even pronounce. <laughs> uh, so I do think there's there's a piece there for, for further education in the industry as a whole. But nevertheless, I think it's a right. really, really good starting point for anybody who's genuinely interested um, in, in the products that, that they're selecting. So, so the EPDs are there. But then we have other, uh, for example, BRIAM, the BRE, uh, the products are BRIAM assessed. They meet SCAR criteria. They contribute to LEED. We have other, because we're a global business, we're in the US and Australia as well. Right. We have other certificates such as mindful materials. Um, certain products have Blue Angel certification. That's, of course, a German 
standard. And then we have floor score, indoor air comfort gold certification. And that looks specifically at VOCs, um, which are volatile organic compounds that some products release into the air and, and they can prove quite harmful. Um, they really do degrade indoor air quality. And, and certainly over the course of the years, when I've looked into different product types, I've been quite amazed actually at some products that are high in VOCs. Now I'm pleased uh, to say that our products are not, they are low. And actually that is quite characteristic for an LVT product. Um, so so those, those are just some of the technical um, sustainability credentials that we have. There are others, um, but those are really the big hitters, if you like, and, and the must-haves. Excellent. And it doesn't just stop at the manufacturing of the product itself. I noticed on your website that it says, all our packaging is made using recycled material, which we continually review to ensure that it is environmentally friendly and fit for purpose. And also, it also says in a bullet point that your offices are introducing innovative energy saving techniques. So it's really at the core of the company. It is. There are all sorts of initiatives, whether it be solar panels on the roof. So mm -hmm. green electricity we use across the board now, but even the sales team um, who have recently moved on to, uh, we've given them a hybrid and a fully electric option because the infrastructure isn't quite in place yet across the UK for some parts. For example, Scotland, mm -hmm. it's quite difficult to operate entirely electrically, but we've recently made that move. Um, we've introduced um, a new kind of business card. I'm quite excited about this, but we decided um, fairly recently, a few months ago, rather than use the traditional business card, mm -hmm. um, obviously it uses card and um, mindful of resource consumption. Um, we've, we're now using a digital business card made of bamboo, uh, so rapidly renewable resource. And for every card that we have acquired, that company plants a tree. Wow. On our behalf. So that's just a very lovely um, example of something that we do day to day that considers the impacts of decisions that we make in our day to day lives um, and that have a very lovely positive um, impact on the environment around us. And these are just some of the simple choices that we can make day in, day out that collectively. Um, have a great impact, positive. Well, I've been bamboozled by your mind of information. <laughs> I look forward to receiving a digital uh, business card. I love all of that. And uh, Fleur, thank you very much for taking the time this Friday afternoon to discuss your sustainability credentials with us and for joining us on the show. Thank you very much. Our thanks to Fleur and the team at Carndine Design Flooring. So now, let's work our way up from the floors to the walls, and from Carndine, who are one of our founder members of the Acoustics Academy, to a company called Woodup, who are also the newest members of our Acoustics Academy. On Woodup's brand page on our website, it says, Since 2017, the beginning of the Woodup journey, the company has focused on two major elements. First, the creation of a premium product which would satisfy customers across the world and secondly, building a sustainable production chain. From then, 
WoodUp has gone from strength to strength, starting in a small workshop in Denmark to now selling a premium product loved across the world, with customers installing them as feature walls in private residences to businesses successfully improving the acoustics in commercial environments. So it now gives me great pleasure to introduce to the show Greg White, director at WoodUp. Hey Greg, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. And yourself? Very well, thank you. And welcome to the Quiet Mart Podcast, this sustainable September edition. Thank you very much. Let's start with you telling us who you are, a bit about your company and what you manufacture. So uh, I'm Greg. I, our company's called WoodUp. So WoodUp was born from an idea to create remarkable products for a modern designer, a product that not only uh, improved the design and the living environments, but was to also enhance the acoustic environmental properties of them. Thus, the AccuPanel was born, an acoustic wooden slat wall panel. It's a slat wall panel that can be used on both the ceiling or on the wall. I suppose going back in time, if, if you look at some of the products that used to be around that would both absorb or deflect the sound, they tended to be quite bland. And we wanted to actually bring nature into the home. So we've used timber to actually uh, create a feature in the property and we've created a, a slat wall panel. You um, have wonderful sustainable credentials in the production of your products. Tell us more about your sustainability procedures. I suppose with, with most companies, they, they look at the individual products. So we, we have three. Uh, so we have the, the backing felt, uh, which absorbs the sound. And it's actually made of PET, which is recycled plastic bottles. So all of the recycled waste that might end up in the sea or, or in landfill, we will take that. Uh, we actually work with a company within Europe, uh, one of very few, who actually then recycle the plastic and make it into this uh, panel for us. We then have the HDF, which is quite similar to MDF. So we only use PEFC boards. So PFC is a, a an entity that basically makes sure that everything that is in that board comes from a recycled or sustainable source. Um, so ours are mixed credit. So we make sure that the timbers that come into that, yes, are, are both recycled and sustainable. And then we have the wood veneer that's on the face. This is the, the biggest part of our product because it gives the the wow factor. It's the, it's the look of the product. Again, making sure it comes from a certified source. So in this instance, it comes from FSC Forest. So FSC is the uh, Forest Stewardship Council uh, who basically help to take care of the forests and all of the people and wildlife that live in them. Um, it's all to do with responsible forest management. So not only do we just buy FSC, we actually go to the forest. We select the standing trees. So we take a given area of the forest. Uh, we, we choose the trees specific to the look that we want at the end. Uh, so where it's rustic, we make sure we take the ones that have got little branches and, and the knots and so on, so that it gives the character inside of the home. We only cut so many trees from a certain area, as I say, and then we leave that certain area for 30 years to regenerate. I suppose uh, that the biggest side of things for us is making sure that as we move forwards, the forests and also the, the people that live in the forests, that work in the forests, are going to be able to appreciate the forests in future generations. It's not just about today. It's about the legacy of what we do. Oh, that all sounds great, Greg. And tell me, do you have to go through a certification process to prove that your production methods are sustainable? Um, 
In reality, no. But for us as a company, we want to make sure that everything we do is green, is good for the planet. Um, it doesn't increase our costs when we manufacture to make sure the product comes from a sustainable or, or a recycled source. It makes it easier to sleep at night. You know, when I know that we're not cutting down the Amazon and, and we're not polluting, that everything that we use can be recycled and so on, then we actively choose to go for products that have certification. So the FSC, the PEFC, and so on, even down to the, uh, the backing felt. So all of these things come from companies who, who have certification. So it's a very complex thing when you combine multiple different types of certifications together because ultimately this, this clashes. But in reality, all of what we do is certified. So as a company, we don't need a specific certification, but it definitely uh, is good for us knowing everything that we buy comes from a, a certified forest. And flicking through the pages of a magazine and coming across your uh, beautiful product, people are going to stop because you said earlier it has a wow factor. Do you think sustainability yeah. is a key purchase decision and driver for most of your customers, the fact that it is sustainably produced? Oh, 100%. I think more more now than ever, sustainability is a, is a big deal in modern purchasing, whether it's a residential or, or a commercial project. Um, that yes, I think a lot of customers would, would definitely prefer to buy something uh, with eco-credentials. Greg, thank you so much for taking the time this afternoon to share that with us and we wish you well. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Pleasure. Our thanks to Greg there at WoodUp. Now let's look at a product that goes behind our walls, but also above our ceilings in our lofts, insulation. Our next guest is James Mills, product manager at Rockwall. And James is no stranger to the show, having previously featured as a guest on episode 13 alongside Claudio Passavanti, who's otherwise known as Dr. Mix, a music producer, synthesizer legend, and YouTuber with over half a million followers. In that show, we looked at how Rockwall had enabled Dr. Mix to build the studio of his dreams. And I'm delighted that James has kindly agreed to join us again for this sustainable September edition. Looking at Rockwall's brand page on quietmark.com, they say, Rockwall is the world's leading manufacturer of stonewall insulation. We create insulation solutions that protect buildings from the environment and the environment from buildings. Rockwell's unique combination of outstanding fire, acoustic and thermal insulation properties, as well as unrivaled sustainability credentials, has seen our products installed in domestic, commercial and industrial buildings of all types. Our insulation is made using Danish engineering expertise, used by sound engineers, applied by fire protection contractors, and known for its contribution to sustainable building performance. Hence why we've invited them back to the show. So it gives me great pleasure to welcome back to the show, James Mills from Rockwall. Thanks very much, Simon. It's great to be back. A show so sustainable, James, we even recycled our guests. Indeed, great point. So tell us, James, who do you work for and what do you make? I am a product manager at Rockwell Insulation. So I work for a, a global manufacturer of stonewall products. Um, I work within the building insulation division. So we produce thermal, acoustic and fire insulation for 
all types of buildings, everything from housing, residential, through to commercial campuses and, and, and large offices and, and those types of buildings. Um, and, and the Rockwall Group themselves are uh, a, a wider group. So we have other divisions that supply things like non-combustible cladding, acoustic ceiling tiles and interior partitions, um, and also things like flood defence systems, where we're able to use stonewall to absorb large amounts of rainwater and slowly disperse it out. So a really huge, wide, diverse range of products, all based on stonewall production. Amazing. Being stonewall, I take it it's sustainably produced? A hundred percent. So, you know, there's, there's a couple of pillars of sort of sustainability for Rockwell. It really is sort of fundamental to our cause. And as you say, our, our product is actually made from volcanic rock, mm-hmm. which is, a, a, you know, an abundant material that's, that's highly available. And we also, in our product, are able to utilize waste material and byproduct from other uh, manufacturing processes, such as slag from metal industry. And as well as that, we're able to recycle product from installation waste from sites uh, and also our own production waste. So it's really a highly sort of sustainable and circular production process. Do you think that the sustainability angle has helped to drive sales of your product and made it more attractive? Without a doubt. I think um, as we move through the years and we see that government is putting more pressure um, on all areas of industry, but particularly construction to help drive the net zero goals. So um, if we look at the actual core purpose of our product, it's designed to offer a thermal performance to improve the efficiency of buildings. But it also has to do that in a sustainable way. So it has to be a material that itself is sustainable, is recyclable, is circular. Um, and our customers have to be able to prove that to their clients. And so they very much turn to Rockwell for sustainable solutions. Excellent. And of course, you've got the quiet mark to verify your acoustic credentials. What about certifications that verify your sustainable credentials? So we have our own internal sustainability goals from how we uh, manufacture and produce our uh, products. Um, we have a decarbonisation plan, which has been verified and approved by the Science-Based Targets Initiative, the SBTI. And, and we've committed to reduce our factory absolute greenhouse gas emissions by 38% by 2034, and also non-factory absolute greenhouse gas emissions by 20% by 2034. Um, and, and that's just the headline stuff. Behind that, there is a detailed plan in terms of how we reduce CO2 and energy consumption, increase recycling in the countries that we operate in, uh, water consumption, landfill waste. There's a highly detailed plan which has all been independently verified and approved. And from a customer perspective, there's a number of accreditations from independent sustainability schemes that we're able to offer. These include credits on the LEED and BRIAM schemes. We're able to contribute towards health and well-being in terms of acoustic performance, um, energy in terms of reduction of CO2 emissions, and then also um, site waste in terms of recyclability and, and construction site waste. In addition to that, we can help businesses to claim back enhanced capital allowances and the cost of some of their energy saving plants and machinery. And then finally, we've also got an environmental product declaration where we can offer um, a, a life cycle assessment based on our products through from uh, raw material extraction, the manufacture of the product, as well as its transportation and its end of life disposal. And these EPDs allow customers to compare different products uh, across different industries. And James, how do your products themselves offer sustainability impact? 
Okay, so this is really important to us. And, and, and like I've described, you know, our products have a, a thermal um, performance parameter, and that's what it's all about, making buildings more energy efficient, both new build and refurb. Um, we've got statistics that show that over its lifetime, Rockwell building insulation will save a hundred times the carbon emitted in their production. And in fact, that moves up to 5,000 times when we look at large scale industrial applications. So we know that our products themselves also offer huge sustainability benefits. Well, James, thanks very much again for uh, coming on the show to tell us about your sustainable credentials. It's been fascinating and we look forward to more with you in the future. Thanks very much for your time, Simon. Isn't it amazing what goes into our insulation? Thank you, James, for taking the time to share that with us. Our next guests on this Sustainable September episode of the QuietMark podcast are from Buzzy Space, a company who on our website describes themselves as a company that creates furniture, acoustic and lighting solutions that accommodate the demands of the changing workplace. From the very beginning, acoustics has been the driving force and it still is to this day. With a commitment to quality design, Buzzy Space provide the key building blocks needed to create well-balanced spaces to make professionals feel at home wherever they are. And joining us today to discuss the sustainability of their manufacturing methods, we have Els Kirchhoff, Chief Marketing Officer at Buzzy Space, and someone whose name will already be familiar to regular listeners of the show, Richard Ellerbeck, Global Acoustic Consultant at Buzzy Space, who was previously a guest on episode 22, The Art of Acoustic Design, joined by Axel Enthoven, the founder of Yellow Window Design. So it's with great pleasure that I welcome back to the show Richard Ellerbeck from Buzzy Space and he's joined by Els Kirchhoff, who's in Buzzy Space in Belgium, I believe, Els. Correct. Thank you, Simon, for having us. And uh, I'm working at Buzzy Space as a chief marketing officer and working closely together with Richard on the acoustics. And we're happy to be in this episode about sustainability. How are you today, Richard? Oh, I can never complain on a Friday, Simon. <laughs> Good for you. So, Els, you've been with the company since the beginning. Tell us a bit more about Buzzy Space, what you produce, and how sustainability is an important part of the Buzzy Space world. Yes, definitely. We can take it back to the beginning in 2007 when Steve Simons uh, founded the company, and he was really looking into sustainable, recyclable materials to produce uh, design acoustic elements and that's where we uh, hit it off where busy space hit it off um, with uh, working with the PET felt material that is still uh, relevant in our current portfolio and has a kind of very good acoustic um, performance too so that's quite in the beginning and then in the meantime by while we were growing and adding um, other acoustic design elements interior elements to the portfolio and by catering solutions for the whole world we definitely stepped up on the sustainability level because uh, obviously you have everything that's to do with VOC uh, emission you have the sustainable wood um, console that is really important. So uh, within our product management team, we have a few people that are really dedicated working on yeah, catering for the right products with the right certifications and bearing sustainability very high uh, in their mindset. There's a section on the Buzzy Space website, which is buzzy.space 
forward slash certifications and it breaks down many of the certifications i'm proud to see under acoustic certifications and you know of course uh quiet mark listed under acoustic but there is a section for sustainability certifications mentioning that you are uh, ul green guard gold certification standard and also pefc program for endorsement of forest certification richard are you able to tell us a bit more about that certification process and what it means to the company Sure, certainly can, Simon. So the uh, the UL Green Guard Gold certifi- certification. I mean, that's really something that looks at the amount of chemical emissions um, that different types of products and materials might possibly um, emit during the the duration of their lifespan. So obviously, um, we spend the majority of our time indoors. Some people have said probably up to about ninety percent um, of our time is spent indoors. And what they've actually found is that air pollutants can be up to two, two to five times higher uh, indoors than what they are outdoors. So the, the part of the thinking behind the Green Guard Gold uh, certification is really just to make sure that all the products and the materials that we are working with, that we're using in our products that are going to go into spaces, um, obviously don't emit any of those what we would call VOCs, so volatile uh, organic compounds. So uh, we're very, very happy to have that certification. It really just means um, that any of those products, when they're put into a space, um, they're not going to have any unintended uh, harmful uh, impacts on people's health. Yeah, um, adding to what um, Richard is stating, it's you can go for um, the certification on its own, but that's um, really part of the, the positioning and the philosophy of creating happy and healthy workspaces is that you can focus on on your acoustics, but you have to cater at the same time that the whole spectrum of the well-being of people working in the office is covered. And that's why those certifications are kind of part of that well-being aspect that we try to to manage carefully and uh, position carefully. As I mentioned, there's also the PEFC certification, the forest certification. Els, can you tell me a bit more about that? Uh, yes, that's really tapping into, we uh, we do work a lot with timber and wood uh, elements in our designs and solutions. And there it's really necessary that you have kind of um, um, a peaceful mind that you know that the wood that we're working with, it's coming from kind of um, protected um, harvesting uh, wood or timber. So it's kind of from sustainable forests. And we have those credentials that we can pass on to our customers that it's not from kind of uh, hidden wood foresting uh, that you normally will see in a lot of other countries. That's really well managed. And that's kind of um, something that we are really strict on is that all our woods are or PF, PEFC or FSC. Um, also our core boards are FSC, so that we really have that chain of custody completely um, accredited and certified from the beginning until the end of the product. And um, it, it's, it's a valuable thing for the customers, but also for us to be kind of more mindful of our uh, usage of wood, but also for our planet in general. Wonderful. Well, Richard Els, thanks for taking the time. It's uh, great to see you both. You too. Thank you, Simon. Bye-bye.
Our thanks to Els and Richard for taking time to join us on the show today. One of the many sustainably produced acoustic products on our Acoustics Academy is Buzzy Space's Buzzy Mood Biophilic Acoustic Panels, which are described on our website as follows. Opt for a biophilic alternative to conventional noise control solutions. With its lush botanical appearance, this graphic acoustic solution promotes a more relaxed and calm atmosphere. As it mitigates office noise, Buzzy Mood creates a more focused and productive workforce, while serving as a natural air humidity indicator in any indoor setting. At the same time, it offers a low-maintenance alternative to traditional plants, no watering required. This acoustical wall solution utilizes preserved reindeer moss as its primary material. It offers exceptional sound-absorbing capabilities. It combines materials found in nature with upholstered pads in a range of different fabrics and geometrical shapes. As moss is a natural absorber, it absorbs noise without having the appearance of the conventional acoustic products. And they end suggesting that for the most effective performance, mix and match moss with upholstered panels. Buzzy Space collaborates with many award-winning leading product designers. And it now gives me great pleasure to introduce the designer of Buzzy Mood, Corey Grosser. In 2002, Corey Grosser had his first exhibition in Milan. Shortly thereafter, he began collaborating with several high-end Italian design brands. Today, he works closely with some of the world's best design and furniture brands to help them to create objects and systems that will define the future of living and working. How can we make people feel better at work? The answer to this question guides Corey Grosser and his team in the development of new designs constantly challenging them to understand the user. One such furniture brand that Corey has collaborated with is Buzzy Space, who we've spoken to already on this Sustainable September episode of the Quartmark podcast, and for whom Corey has designed the beautiful acoustical wall solution, Buzzy Mood. So welcome to the show, Corey. Hey, Simon. Glad to be here. Where were we speaking to you from, please, Corey? Pasadena, California. And it's uh, uncommonly overcast today. It's almost always sunny, but today it's overcast. <laughs> My jealousy ends there then because it's always cloudy here in London this summer. <laughs> but um, tell me about that collaboration with Buzzy Space creating their Buzzy Mood, Corey. How did that collaboration come about? Yeah, Buzzy Space. What a cool company. Um, I've known Steve for a long time. I met him at Neocon, which is a big furniture trade show in Chicago. They had this the coolest you know stand showroom. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I met him there years ago and we we kind of hit it off and, and um, we would often talk and start projects. And, and uh, as happens in this business, sometimes it takes some time to, to get to your your, um, you know, your first project in the market. But um, that's how it started. OK. And the product that you created for them was Buzzy Mood. Explain to the listeners what Buzzy Mood is all about, what it is. A Buzzy Mood is um, an acoustic panel system. I suppose it's a little bit of graphic design for your wall that, you know, has obviously acoustic properties, but it's also, it's natural, it's sustainable. It has a health and wellness kind of typology to it also. Some years ago when Steve and I started talking about the moss, you were starting to see it pop up in custom installations, like maybe behind a reception desk, there would be a wall of it. Um, but there wasn't any um, kind of products that you could kind of put together and buy a, as an object. Mm. They were all custom. So the idea with Steve it was to create, um, you know, a sellable object, a product that could be kind of configured and sold 
uh, and ordered and specified um, and, and not a custom product. So that was kind of the, the beginning of this, this journey. We do a lot of work in kind of commercial design. And what's happened is that the style of the times, so to speak, is, is hard floors and open ceilings, right? And mm -hmm. this creates a lot of hard surfaces. Mm -hmm. And so we've had an explosion of need for product solutions that can kind of mitigate sound, meaning they can keep a conference room quiet, let's say, or keep private conversations private. Yeah. Um, and fight against what we what what architects are trying to do uh, with with their space, and I think Buzzy Space is is probably the preeminent um, company that combines high design uh, with these uh, acoustical concepts. And um, you know, talking with Steve about this product, you know. It, it's a scan, you know. It, it comes from the forest in Scandinavia, the moss. So it's not it's it's not inherent in 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 the U.S. So you know, I had to learn a little bit about how um, how it's it's uh, scavenged, I guess, how it's kind of uh, how it's formed, uh, I suppose, collected, yeah. right? And uh, it's pretty cool to be able to design a commercial product, a mass you know, a mass manufactured product that has uh, in its final form, it still has a natural element. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a sort of a very biophilic uh, element. And we've seen um, an, an increase in sort of the, the, the love of and appreciation of biophilic design, biophilia entering spaces of late. Would you agree that there's a, a growing trend for biophilia? Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think the overall trend is like an increased awareness of uh, wellness, you know, and, and well-being. And I think biophilia is, is in some ways an extension of that. Yeah. Our spaces have so much impact on our mood and our well-being. And, uh, you know, I, I think uh, we, we're only starting to become aware of what the visual part and, of course, what you guys are dealing with, the auditory part and how how these things have an enormous impact on you know, our emotional and psychological well-being. And the product itself, does it come in a variety of sizes? Yeah, you know, our work, you know, tends to be very compositional. It's simple and it's graphic. So, you know, there's different shapes that can kind of be um, composed by, by the user or the specifier. And so you can kind of get, um, you know, a different kind of graphic look depending on which forms you, you choose. And they all, you know, have a symbiotic relationship. So they should all work, to, uh, work well together. Uh, but you kind of compose them like a, you know, like a piece of graphic design or a painting. Well, Corey, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us about the work that you've done with Buzzy Space, with Buzzy Mood. It's great chatting with you and I'm sure we'll be chatting with you more in the future. Thank you very much. Thank you, Simon. My pleasure. Our sincere thanks to Corey Grosser for taking the time to talk to us on the Quiet Mart podcast. Our next guest on this sustainable September episode of the Quiet Mart podcast is Chris Michaeludis, head of marketing at Allsfar. And on our website, Allsfar described themselves as follows. 
Allsvar is a brand born from a 50-year heritage of creating inspirational working and learning environments. We've combined our lifelong passion for design together with our experience and knowledge to create our new venture, Allsvar, dedicated to creating innovative, design-led products that improve comfort, provide for different personality and task styles, and promote well-being to make people feel better. So welcome to the show, Chris. Hi, Simon. Hi, thanks for inviting us on. And uh, how are you? I'm really well today. Thanks a lot. The sun is shining. We're recording sustainable September in September and we're actually having hotter <laughs> hotter days than we had in the whole of August. It's about time, isn't it? I know. Absolutely. It's lovely. Yeah, August was a little bit of a wash out, but uh, absolutely nice to get the sun shining today. Brings a smile to everyone's face. It certainly does. And of course, your beautiful murals bring sunshine to people's offices all year round. You have these wonderful nature scenes on those murals. I've benefited from them myself. So even when it's raining outside, you can look at one of your mural walls and get a sense of sunshine should you choose that kind of design. But I won't speak too oh, much about uh, <laughs> but I won't speak too much about Allsfar. You're their marketing director, their head of marketing, and I'll let you uh, tell us more about who are Allsfar and what do you produce? Right. Well, thank you very much. Um, I guess Allspar started really like most businesses as an idea. And the idea was to sort of make products that could or that would improve the workplace. With that in mind, we decided to create a range of acoustic products that combine acoustic properties with design aesthetics. I've been involved with the brand for three years since its inception. And prior to sort of going down the design process and sort of deciding which products the market needed. Obviously, we did a sort of range of research. And we really thought that it was time, you know, whilst there were many acoustic products available in the market, we really wanted to bring a little bit of our passion for um, design, which goes back to our founder, Morgan, um, who had spent sort of 10 years uh, designing educational spaces and was itching for a new challenge. And he really wanted to bring that passion for design to the commercial interior sector. On a personal level, he's always had an interest in creating products that are suited to people's specific needs. He himself had sort of struggled with dyslexia at school. Right. So understands firsthand, I guess, um, you know, the difficulty or the challenges in perhaps having a one-size-fits-all approach yeah. to learning and workplace environments. Tell us about some of those products, because I'm looking at your website as we speak. I'm looking at acoustic furniture, surfaces, zoning, art canvases, ceilings. Well, it's interesting because, as I said, we've sort of been going for three years, and actually we've noticed the interest in acoustic solutions from um, sort of uh, interior architects and interior designers has obviously increased, which is great for us. Mm -hmm. But also, uh, you know, when we launched, we did launch with a sort of fairly uh, limited, shall we say, range of products. So you mentioned the murals. Um, The story behind the murals was partnering with a landscape photographer, Richard Osborne, and really... Uh, selecting some images that we thought, you know, could work in a whole range of uh, environments, Mm. Um, you know, so sort of ranging from sort of landscapes, you know, we've got bluebell woods, we've got a whole range. And um, they were really designed to be either, um, you know, to create sort of uh, statement walls, if you like, but also to give a a visual interest, a connection to nature, as well as um, that crucial um, sort of sound absorption properties that you know our products are all about so we sort of started with the murals and then you know sl- slowly slowly sort of we um, increased our product 
range. So we've got a range of um, popular now actually are um, ceiling solutions. Mm -hmm. So we've got a range of sort of ceiling rafts, um, which can be cut into sort of various shapes, you know, anything from sort of clouds to cogs to leaves. Um, and then we've got a series of ceiling baffles, which again can you know come in a range of finishes, uh, a range of wood finishes, which have actually sort of been quite popular. And with this being our sustainable September episode, of course, we'd love to hear more about your um, sustainable profile. Yes, yeah. Um, I mean, as I, said, I think right from the start, it was really important for us to champion uh, sustainable British design, and all our products are, are actually designed by us and made in-house. Um, and they all contain at least 60% recycled uh, PET, all right. which comes from sort of post-consumer recycled plastic bottles. Mm -hmm. So we buy in the raw materials and the components in bulk. By using this sustainable um, material, PET is, you know, was really important for us. And also the fact that we manufacture them um, in in Watford means that we've also sort of limit the um, the impact of, of, of transport on the environment. Um, and, you know, for example, let's say you, our aura um, 1200 by 2400 panels is actually made from approximately 280 recycled plastic bottles. You know, and that's been a great, um, you know, that's that that's really resonated with the um, with architects and interior design community. Um, I don't know if you know much about PET, um, polyethylene, I can never say this word, polyethylene terephthalate, I think it is. Um, but <laughs> Better basically than I would have done. <laughs> um, no, I know. <laughs> um, Tell us about that. Yeah, well, it's a recyclable plastic resin um, and a form of polyester. Um, and obviously, there's been a lot of talk about sort of single-use plastics and mm. things like that. But the, the, the great thing about PET is that um, it's it's recyclable itself at the end of its, pro its sort of... Um, product life oh, okay which is great um but there is a slight challenge um because what we'd like to see is more facilities offering the surface the, the this sort of service of recycling um pet right product at the end of their life so that's you know that's uh, there, there are a few companies um out there that do it but obviously we'd like to see more um, you know, ideally, that that's what we'd like. So, as well as being made from recycled PET, our products uh, do not contain any formaldehyde binders. Okay. Um, they have very low VOCs, which mm -hmm. are volatile organic compounds, um, which really makes them safe for you know a whole range of commercial environments, hospitals, offices, and schools. And it was also important for us to be as transparent about our products. Um, you know, which is why we have invested in a number of certifications for our products oh share some of those with us if you wouldn't mind yeah obviously we've got um you know the, the basics the basic sort of fire rating ones and also uh the voc certification mm -hmm. um we've also invested uh quite heavily in environmental product declarations so EPD. EPD. yeah okay. yes yeah yeah you know, which which have actually been very useful for us and very useful for people specifying our products. We also have the uh, REACH certification. That's a European Union regulation that restricts the levels of specific chemical substances in all imported goods. So, you know, we try to sort of cover off 
most bases, if you like, to make sure that, you know, we we are um, walking the walk as well as talking the talk. <laughs> <laughs> and you've got the quiet mark as well, which uh, on, on some of your products. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. Great to be part of the Acoustics Academy. Oh, and we love having you as part of it. So, Chris, thank you so much for taking the time to come and talk to us about Allsfar and your sustainable credentials. And it's been great, great. chatting with you. Thank you for the opportunity. Pleasure. Take care. Our thanks to Chris at Allsfar. Our next guest on this sustainable September episode of the Quiet Mark podcast is a familiar face, or should I say voice, to the Quiet Mark podcast, Spencer Drake, Regional Sales Manager at Armacote Surface Finishes. And Armacote described themselves on our website as follows. The Armacote Acoustic Plaster System is designed to optimise the acoustics of interior spaces. Made in the UK, Armacote manufactures and installs its own brand systems to ensure the highest possible standards. Offering a clean, flat and smooth mineral surface that can be applied seamlessly over large expanses to both flat and curved surfaces, Armaco Acoustic offers excellent sound absorption, achieving a Class A noise reduction coefficient. Hello Spencer. Hi Simon. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing well, thanks. Long time no speak. Yeah, it's been a while since we did that lovely episode with Jack from Hilson Moran, but welcome to the Sustainable September edition of the Quiet Mark podcast. Great to be here. So tell us who you are and a bit about your company, Armacote, and what it is that you manufacture. Well, uh, my name's Spencer Drake. I've been in the industry for over 15 years, dealing with specialist surface finishes, uh, working for Armacote Surface Finishes, we're, we're a fairly well-known brand within the architectural and design community. Uh, and, you know, we work primarily with uh, commercial interiors, residential interiors, you know, retail, uh, museums, transport hubs. I mean, we do a whole host of different uh, projects, but we tend to work in the specialist field of surface finish coating. Um, and one of those areas that we really focus on is our acoustics and our acoustic plaster. We help uh, architects, designers, um, and uh, and generally contractors within the, the design field with reverberation issues, um, specifically within large zones. So we're talking big spaces, atriums, concert halls, transport hubs, those sort of spaces. And uh, generally speaking, manufacture products that both give an architect a performance option to control the reverberation but equally something that aesthetically is beautiful as well uh, and one of the key areas we've really focused on recently is the sustainability of our products and the life cycle analysis of really how the products are made and um, and, and what materials go into it okay so how do you manufacture sustainable and is there an organization that you go to to certify your processes yeah well there's there's various sort of routes that We've had to really research because um, certification within the sort of environmental field can be fairly widespread. And you need to make sure that if you're working as a manufacturer in that field, um, you give the specifiers and end users the information that they need. And quite often there's a difference between self-certifying a product and and having a third party um, certifying a product. And a bit like your Quiet Mark Acoustic Academy and, you know, the range of products that you review um, as a third party, we equally have to make sure that when we're going to um, 
people that are testing and certifying our products, we go to someone that is recognized within the architectural industry. So most recently, we've had to look at getting pretty much all of our products, not just our acoustic plasters, but um, our clay lime plasters and our polished plasters, um, produced with environmental product declarations. Um, now, this is something which is an international standard. It started off in Sweden, I believe. And it really looks at the life cycle analysis of any given particular product. Uh, basically, a third-party uh, body will check the, the production of the material. They'll look at the material extraction and processing, transport to the factory, you know, mixing, packing, storage, all of these elements that, that form part of the process. Uh, even to the point where you're looking at the transport to site, the installation of materials, end of life, you know, and they will look at um, the embodied carbon content and the life cycle analysis with each of those uh, activities. Um, this is an ISO standard thing. So we have to do it up to ISO, uh, I think it's 14025 mm -hmm. and also European standard. What this gives is, uh, it gives the architects a really good uh, and comparable set of data that they can um, put between different products. So as an example, there are many different materials that are used within the construction field. Um, but having a level playing field where an architect can say with absolute certainty when they're specifying a product that it's been tested to a rigorous standard and the same standard across the board is super valuable to them. Uh, and this is something that really we've learned from a lot of the leading architects in the UK and overseas as well. And they've been requesting it so that with the materials, um, they, 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 are, they have the knowledge and capacity to make informed decisions. That's interesting to hear that a lot of the demand and the request is actually coming from the architects themselves. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, I, I could cite several different architects in, in the, the London uh, sort of field who have really been at the forefront of, of sort of pushing this. But I have to say now, pretty much all of them are. Um, I think I, I'm always shocked nowadays. One of the first questions that we are asked as a manufacturer before it even goes on to the the process of choosing and picking beautiful finishes and colors is, you know, does your product have an environmental product declaration? Have you looked at the life cycle analysis? Uh, can you tell me about the VOC content within the product? Do we, you know, does it meet BRIAM requirements? All of these things are thrown at us as a manufacturer. And um, I think what we've really sort of recognized is we've had to reevaluate what value is within the, the field of finishes. Um, I mean, Going back 10, 15 years ago, it was pretty much all focused on aesthetics and how much the material cost. Mm -hmm. um, whereas now, um, the, the value really is in a whole host of other elements that come with any particular product. Um, and this is driven by architects, but ultimately by the architect's clients. So th these might, for instance, be large commercial law firms, mm -hmm. banks, um, uh, companies that are acting within the social media field uh, who are perhaps having their offices designed or potentially a client having their own home designed. Mm -hmm. And they are, as part of that process, the, the, the process of procuring materials, they're saying to the architect, I want to make sure that these, these materials meet certain um, uh, regulations. And equally, um, we can look at uh, the, the, the life cycle stages within any given product category. I mean, just to give you an example, with the 
the acoustic plaster that we manufacture, we started going back across the the, the production process um, and what the material consists of. And you, you've basically got a series of glass wall pads, which we, we bond to a ceiling. That, that's then coated with a, a layer of acoustic base coat. And then a, a, a top coat is skimmed seamlessly across the surface to give you a, a beautiful aesthetic. You know, we can finish big ceiling areas up to sort of 200 square meters without any joints. Now, as wow. part of that process, we, we, we looked at the, the glass wall pads and thought, you know, what, what's the recycled material content um, within this? And is there anything we can do to improve it? So we went through various processes in the, 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 the selection of the glass wall pads. And we've managed to find one now that, that has up to 70% post-consumer recycled content within it. Um, the, the, the base coat, we started looking at that and we thought, what can we do to um, increase the recycled content within the material? Uh, and what we've what we've now done is we found uh, um, an expanded recycled glass granule, which is which forms part of that base coat, uh, which is recycled from the glazing industry, and that has up to eighty five percent recycled content. You know, so the, these are you know uh, bits of data which are super valuable when we're putting together the EPD, which the architects and designers um, are reliant upon. Excellent. Spencer, thank you for taking time to join us today to tell us about the sustainable qualities of the products that you're making at Armaco. Always a pleasure to have you on the show and we wish you well with everything in the future. Thanks very much, Simon. Good to speak to you. Our thanks again to Spencer for taking the time to talk to us on this sustainable September episode of the Quiet Mart podcast. And thanks also to you, our listener, for taking the time to listen to this episode. I hope you found it informative and enjoyable. Thanks to everyone involved in helping to bring this sustainable September edition together. It's wonderful to hear so many of the acoustic product manufacturers on our Acoustics Academy talk so passionately about sustainability. All of these brands and more can be found in our Acoustics Academy on quietmart.com where you'll find a wide range of QuietMark certified products and materials for every building application. That's all from me for now. Thank you for joining us. Until the next time, bye-bye.